0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them,
1: they just aren't talented
0: enough
4: for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. But I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't even try to. Joe. You're an idiot really a disloyal person. This This
1: is the Cuse Militia. Now, those two unapologetically
4: biased orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bulls**t thing I've seen in 30 years.
2: Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Welcome back Syracuse sputters in the final 90 seconds against North Carolina and they are handed their third loss of the season you'll hear from us and we'll hear from you and fan feedback and Syracuse will travel to Pittsburgh this Saturday at noon to redeem themselves from the 63 60 loss to the Panthers last week was it last week yes it was it was exactly a week ago Mm, yes today so a yep. uh, little bit of football news quickly, Joe, Nikeem Johnson, he was picked up in the transfer portal by Kent state. So we wish yes. him luck there. Syracuse tie.
1: Yeah. Sean Lewis, uh, offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator, uh, for, uh, Eric Dungy senior year, the year that we won 10 games, went to the bowl game one against West Virginia. So, uh, after that year, he got a head coaching job at Kent state uh, hasn't been doing a bad job, and uh, obviously familiar face, so it makes sense.
2: Yeah, that's a, probably an easy choice for the both of them. So,
1: well, yeah, I mean, if you, uh, I don't know how many people paid attention to, it, and I know the Mac didn't play that many games, uh, but that offense put up a lot of points and numbers. So,
2: okay.
1: it really, really kind of makes sense as to why he's going there.
2: We'll get into the good, bad, and the ugly, but first, uh, coach, after the loss to UNC last night.
4: We did an unbelievable job tonight. Uh, they had a 10-point lead on us a couple times, and we just fought our way back and made really good plays. Buddy got it going in the first half. Q got it going in the second half. You know, our offense was was good enough. We missed some open threes at the end when it was even. I think uh, Q had one, and uh, and then uh, Allen had one wide open. Um, they could have got us back in the lead. But, you know, they're just too big for us inside. They, we did try to get back, and, and we did a pretty good job. We forced them into shots, but then they got the ball back. You know, it was offensive rebounding, points inside. Um, you know, they're a big team. They're difficult for us. And we have to play almost a, a perfect. Jim, uh, tonight,
2: obviously,
0: Barama was not able He's to He's not play playing.
4: Him. He's not playing. He cannot play. How... He cannot play. He cannot play. I'm not a doctor. All I can tell you, he cannot play. Well, he's just did an unbelievable job on the boards and defensively blocking shots, uh, making defensive plays. Um, You know, he's uh, that's where, you know, Allen has to get back in there and help us a little bit more. Um, Marek has got to be able to grab a couple of those rebounds. But, uh, you know, Quincy was... Tremendous. He got to the basket uh, against really good big guys, finished against really good big guys. But, uh, you know, we just have got to be able to help him down in the, around the basket area. We don't have a plan. We don't have anybody that can play that position. Frank's out for at least two more weeks. Um, we're trying to develop Jesse in practice. A bowl is too small. He's, he, he can't to get it done out there. We're still working with Jesse every day. Uh, we're hoping that he can uh, give us some minutes in there, but he's really the only alternative right now.
2: All right, the Coach Montage is brought to us by the title sponsor for the Qs Militia for Armchair Media. That is Bet Online. Hockey's back, so look. You know what to do. Can you get the hockey game? Maybe you can get the hockey game. Maybe you can. Maybe you can't. But if you can, go. And if you can't, go to bed online. And if you can, go to bed online and go. Go there. Uh, They're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coach and props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to BetOnline.net today and use the promo code armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, BetOnline. All right, the good, the bad, the ugly. Good. First, Quincy? Uh, you heard Coach. He displayed his dominance again. 23 points, 11 rebounds and 5 blocks. Buddy Beheim with 18 first half points to delete a 10-point de- deficit before the half. Unfortunately, he wouldn't continue to score in the second, but that would be it for him, but still good. Syracuse shot 47% from the floor as a team and went 10 for 29 from 3. Not bad. That's pretty good. The bad. self 7 self-inflicted turnovers for the Orange. 14 total. 16 team fouls for Syracuse, resulting in 18 for 23 from the line for UNC. Garrier would eventually foul out. Marek had early foul trouble with two very early in the game, like back-to-back, like two minutes into the damn thing. Uh, he had to sit for a little bit uh, bad. The ugly. I think it's all it's clear. Without Brahma Sidibe, uh I'm afraid it's going to be like Groundhog Day. Uh, in in ACC play right now until they get something figured out. Uh, there's one strategy for opponents, and that's battle. Down in the low post, and we're going to see it time and time again. UNC, obviously one of the bigger teams, but uh, the Orange was still negative 17 on the glass. They gave up 42 points in the paint, uh, including 24 second chance points. This, unfortunately, will continue for the foreseeable future. As Barama's absence, as you heard Coach say, it seems to be indefinite, so we don't really know uh, when or if he's coming back. But we went from hopeful after the – um, What was it? Last game. Georgetown game. Sorry. After mm-hmm. the Georgetown game, we went from hopeful to he can't play. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Uh, Joe, I, I I really have to hand <laughs> it to this team, though, last night. When you look at everything on paper, and, you know, they kept it as close as they did despite the stat sheet. Uh, I thought the offense played good enough to win, in my opinion, even without Sadibi. but uh, without him, we're just um, we're outmatched down low, especially against UNC. I mean, it was, it was yep. ugly, and I'm surprised they didn't do more of it. They actually got away from it for a little while.
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of the biggest teams uh, that you're going to have those kind of problems with. Not every ACC team's that big. Uh, so we talked about it in the preview. We kind of knew it was coming. Uh, I didn't know that it was going to be. Uh, obviously, when you see it, you're like, ah, right? But... Uh, you, you hit on it, man. The second chance points, the points in the paint. Um, just the fact that, yeah, we can shoot, what, 47% from the line or from the you floor.
2: Know, yeah, from the field.
1: Floor. But um, when the other team gets 13 more shots than you.
2: Well, they had six. They, had, know, had, that, they got five rebounds in a row at one point and yeah. had six chances of score, UNC, and did not. Mm-hmm. Syracuse right. got three offensive rebounds in a row, had four chances to score, and did not. So, right. I mean. Yeah.
1: So those, those are some situations where there's some padding of stats where nothing really happens. So I right. can understand right. that. But, right. again, 24 second chance points on top of the, what, 24 offensive rebounds. Still got out-rebounded by 17. They shot off 11 more free throws than us and yep. scored nine more points from the free throw line than we did. And, uh, I think, yeah, we turned it over more than them by three. So, uh, the fact that we were even in that game to me, <laughs> when I really know. look back at the, at the stats in the box score, you know, and and again, like these, this is, if there's a game in the ACC, uh, that you're going to miss a true center, it's going to be this one. uh, You know, there's some good big guys on some of the teams, uh, but usually they're not this deep and you can get them in foul trouble or they're going to have to sit um, to rest and stuff like that. So you'll have some moments where you won't have to worry about this. But uh, we saw it coming. And again, um, kudos for the team and fighting the way that they did. And and obviously, I'm excited because, I mean, if they're fighting and and coming this close with this type of uh, discrepancy in in a certain situation or in a position, then just imagine what it's going to be like when CDB does come back, and uh, we can figure it all out. So,
2: yeah, and I mean, obviously that was the big difference. But you know, Buddy and the rest of the offense, I feel like Quincy took over in the second half. Buddy getting a little extra attention, and I mean, you you mm-hmm. you watched you're watching that game, and it was we were down by one with a minute forty three to play. And it just, like I said, the last 90 seconds is what did it. We just sputtered in and in, in we just, too many mistakes, missed shots. The opportunities were yeah. there, but the shots didn't fall. Though, I mean, if well, some butts are mm-hmm. candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Q, miss a three. I mean, you're talking, go and take lead. Um, You know, yeah. unfortunately, it's just like that. I mean, that's it. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: You talked about this, the self-inflicting turnovers where it was kind of just on us. Yeah. Uh, and still, there are things that we can do offensively to even be able to combat this type of deficiency and actually win these type of games. Uh, you still, again, like you said, down one or we were up at one point. Kadari Richmond he throws it away. We have some open threes we miss. Uh, again, I still think a big thing is trying to get to the free throw line. You know, um, I think we just. We throw away a lot of possessions with either quick jumpers or, um,
2: sloppy, just passing. not moving the
1: ball around. Yeah, it, yeah. Just sloppy passing, you know, just
2: hold the ball. There was, shot. it was, was it Jesse Edwards? God, he looks so lost out there where he's just holding the ball, not moving or doing anything like a panic moment. Like. You, you're you're in there, man. You don't want the ball. He did not want the ball. No wonder yeah. his coach doesn't play him. Everybody's like, oh, we got other centers. Why don't we play him? Well, guess what? That's why we don't play gotcha. him. Yeah. I mean, is that what you want to yeah. see? I don't want to see that. I, th- I thought that was that was a scary moment. <laughs> and he turned the ball over. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you I know. I mean, we got
1: to clean it up. But, I mean, we got to get to the free throw line more. I alluded to it last oh, time. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think it's been three games in a row now. So I think that, again, it's um, just settling for bad shots and waiting, not moving the ball around. You can see their offense. It's fluid when when they um, – when they pass the ball around when everyone's moving, they get some good they get some good shots and, and the offense looks good, really good at sometimes. And but, I, um, I
2: thought the defense looked really good. It was really active in the beginning of the game. Everybody's footwork was going, yep. Every, everything looked really yep. active and good. And and obviously we were tied forty to forty at the half, a lot to do with Buddy's shooting. But still mm-hmm. it was they knew what they needed to do. They just you can only do so much. Yeah, I mean, they just got.
1: Yeah, I think they got to. They got to run their offense through Gary. A. I think that coach is going to talk to to him. And obviously Dolja, I think Dolja has got to be more aggressive. There's some times where I thought he gave up some. If he attacked the basket like he wanted to score, um, then he had an open look. Score, he would have scored easily. Yeah, he had an open uh, look for
2: and, for a layup and kicked it out to uh, Griffin, who missed a three.
1: Right. Right, and again, he would have easily been able to get that layup. And even looking at Quincy, Quincy shot 9 of 18 from the four. One of six from three. Like This is something that Jim's just got a pound in his head. He was going against guys bigger than him, you know, fringe NBA guys, uh, big guys. And you're talking about he went, if you take away the three points, the three-point shots that he took, he went eight of 12. Twelve from the line, yeah. Two we, pointers as a team, we went which 18, is going in eighteen and, for
2: thirty-one from two.
1: Right, which is good, but yeah, I mean personally, excellent. eight of twelve. He that's he got sixteen of his points,
2: fifty-eight percent down as a low team. against those yeah. type
1: of guys, right? Yeah. So imagine if he would have kind of taken maybe half of the three pointers and maybe tried to do something else. uh There's a lot of different things that you can look at, but that's kind of that's to me that's your go-to guy. if You need a bucket, you get it to him. You try to get him down low and make something happen. And Mark's gotta be a lot more greedy on the offensive end. Um, yeah,
2: he does. With the when he has the ball, when he has opportunities. Mark's not bad from the line. Um uh like check and see what he's shooting on the year, but Gary A, you know, he got to the line a couple of times. He's he's good from the line too. He needs to do more. Four for five for him. Yeah. Well, and, that's the
1: thing. We're a good we're a good free throw shooting team. We should be able to take advantage of that. I mean, there was even this there was a one point I think in the second half where Joe Girard got the ball in the corner and got um, sharp, I think, up in the air on a pump fake three. And it's like all he had to do was just jump into him, and it's a free three-point yeah. free throw, and he didn't. Yeah, Marks. And it's just like those are the little things that they have to realize. I, I mean, I saw it a little bit. Joe got fouled a little bit, dribbling, driving, trying to use North Carolina's defense aggressive, like their aggressive defense against them. But – it wasn't enough, and uh, we just, again, need to take advantage of the fact that we're a good uh, free-throw shooting team and
2: yeah, Mark's try to get 80, to the line a little bit more. Mark and Joe are both 84%, and we'll talk about that more getting into the pick game now. It's time to hear from you.
4: It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the Loud House.
2: All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I'll ask for your thoughts. You leave them. We go there. We look at them. We pick some at random, and we bring them here and we talk about them. So, let's do let's do Twitter first, and we'll do Facebook, and then we'll see if we got um, go back to the twenty twenty one predictions. Knock a couple of those out real quick. At K despite the terrible rebounding disadvantage, we still had a chance at the end until. Uh, Jim Bayheim swapped out Richmond for Gerrard. JG3 is not an ACC-level talent and drove to the basket twice and stopped without attempting a layup. Go up strong, young man. You played football. Um, there was a couple times. Buddy did it, too, man. Buddy did it, too, where he'd get halfway in the lane. and you know, But he had some assists on that where he kicked it out and they were able to score on some of it. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah. we hit on it, Joe, last time, and we talked about how to be a little bit more, uh, not to be so squishy down there. Just go up and do it. You know, I mean, what's the worst that yeah. to happen? You lose half a tooth. You know?
1: Oh. Come on, <laughs> tooth. I think to- them. <laughs> no, there might be worse, but there's teeth are
2: replaceable, bad. man. George Washington, George Washington had wooden teeth, bro. Okay, Mark's gonna have far better. Be of wool. <laughs> Mark's going to have far better teeth than George Washington's, okay? They're not going to be wooden, I promise. At Bleed Orange 3, we need a true big man, simple as that. Yeah, you know, I mean, we can look at what we've got, and, you know, you can say, well, we've got these other big men in here. You know, why did we recruit them if – if they're not playing, and I mean, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Some of them are too young, and they're just not mature enough to be out there. The game's moving way too fast for some of those guys down low, and they're small. All of them are small. So, I don't know. Mm. You know I mean, they're they're not big guys. Not having Sidibi is yeah. a problem. We knew it was going to be a problem. We knew these guys weren't. Frank, I guess, you know, he's looking at a couple more weeks before he can come back. And he's basically he's basically Mark's backup right now. Uh, that's the best we've got, and he's not in. He's not able to play. So anyway, right. uh, let's see. Mark two-
1: should technically be a high school senior this year. That's true. I and mean, he reclassified. So I mean, that's right. That's a situation where not everybody's recruited for showing up the first year and coming in and, and helping. So uh, yeah, thirteen scholarships is deep, and a lot of times you know. You want to recruit for somebody who, as far as potential, where they might not have the goods to come in and help you right away, but two years of coaching and, you know, bigger, faster, stronger in a strength and conditioning program at a D1 level, he could turn into something. And, uh, that's all
2: about development. I don't know if that's where we're
1: going with it, you know? I mean, yeah, it's, it's all in development. Yeah. But not everybody's built to come in and just help right away. And I understand frustration, but, You know, our recruiting obviously is good in other areas. It's just I understand where they're coming from as far as the center position.
2: I do, too. And we looked at these guys and we looked at the frame of a Jesse Edwards. And you're like, dude, this kid could be big when he hits the weight room. Look at this guy. And we just haven't seen it. Right. It just hasn't happened. Well, I
1: think there's just there's there's fans that just look at us in as far as like kind of a upper echelon team where we shouldn't be able to have a problem. Being able to recruit a big man, I think, is the way that they look at it. Well, there's um, some.
2: I think there's some truth to that. I do.
1: Yeah, there's times in the past that we didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, it's been I mean, a- you really look at it like, I mean, Dewan Coleman, he was a high-rated player, even though he was a hometown kid. But Rakeem Christmas was a high-rated player. Probably our Fab last. That Mello was high- yeah. high-rated player.
2: Probably our last really good one was Christmas, right? I think we've. Tried to go rack our brains yeah. and go back and 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 think about I that. I mean, but... Chuku had moments. Yeah, he did. He developed Chukwu a little bit. Chuku was good on defense. He, did. Yeah, he wasn't that bad. This was thing. And was my frustration Injuries with again. With offense, but his... injuries again with I and right, the but this. But you go and back that. to. I mean, Denise. when
1: you really look at it, right? But even when okay, remember those tough years where it was like we had Brissette and Chuku and Battle and Howard, and we were either not making the tournament or barely making the tournament, and uh, we it, it was offense that was the problem. Uh, we it was. were still a top yeah. top twenty defensive, defensive team, and that's yeah. what kept us in games, right? And is it just ironic that like the, that was the last like Chuku? As soon as we lost Chuku, all of a sudden it's like our defense has just fallen off because we did not have we have not been able to replace that position since it, him. Yeah, I t- mean, CDB came CDB came on the last year, but again,
2: took him a while. You know they about come his injuries
1: in. and stuff, yeah. right? So. Yeah. The confidence of him being able to be available all all the time is is low.
2: Uh, Mark's tooth burner on Twitter: Starting center out against best front court in ACC. Joe Girard, uh confirmed sophomore slump. Would love to hit the transfer market for a new center, but this team has a ton of fight, and the rest of the season will be fun to watch, regardless. Look, some optimism in there. I like that. I like that. Joe Girard, still not consistent. I mean, I think we're all just waiting for that to be snapped. Buddy beheim has got two good games. He's strung together. And, um, you know, despite the second half, he still scored 18 points, b- despite not scoring in the second half, I should say. Um, so the transfer market, I mean, obviously, you know, that's not something that we're going to look at this year. the The problem is, is what are we going to do this year? What are we going to do against Pitt? (laughs) I mean, well, I think we know, right? I mean, we got Mark. That's that's it. So that's your answer. So the coach says, oh, we don't have a plan. But we do. It's Mark until Frank comes back. Right. That's it.
1: Well, and that's, again, we're going to have to develop certain things because not going to lie to you, like we talked about as far as Griffin coming into his own and stuff. Uh, he's had some issues with some turnovers. I know that he's scored, and I know he's a good player. Uh, he's had flashes, but he's kind of the uh, what Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde he type is. situation. And um, it's just uh, we, we need to be able to, especially with tall teams or bigger teams, we need to be able to have those options to be able to bring in Braswell or Newton and still have the Garrier and, and Dolzhai if we're not going to be able to have a center available that's going to be able to compete. So uh, I, I don't really know what the answer is because obviously people behind closed doors know a little bit more about CDV. It just might be a situation where he just maybe had a setback or maybe it's just taken a little bit longer to make sure that he's good to go so that we don't re-injure this thing. yeah let's that's hope really it's, what I want. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, want, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to say... I don't care about rushing him, right? Like, we talked about, oh, well, maybe there's hopes of us having to DB when we play North Carolina again. Well, then North Carolina got pushed up a little bit because of, you know, another situation with Clemson. So, um, schedule is going to be fluid. It's pretty obvious this year. So,
2: yeah, it's uh, going to be a gaunt. We weren't going
1: to, we weren't supposed to play them with them the first time mm-hmm. and we didn't play them right. with them this time. And that's right. okay. Uh, I think that we fought. I think that there's obviously better, we can get better on offense and we can get better on defense. It's just, I think lineups and, uh, You know, just everything, obviously. But you have to. There's a lot of combinations,
2: though, to use. There are some good. That's the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to keep adjusting. But it's weird, too,
1: because like you said, he played four minutes. And by the time it seems like to me, like by the time he comes back, it's going to be like half the season. Yeah. Most likely. Right. Where he even gets back into shape. He even comes back, bro. Minutes. Right.
2: Right. We don't even know. At this point, I'm not very optimistic. After the whole,
1: no, I mean, based upon based upon Jim Beheim's comments, yeah, he he sets but, my I mean, mood for those
2: it. types of things, though. Like he, you, you, right, and I know the game, I get the game, I get that, but he was not happy. It was genuine. Just because I think frustration. Who, who asked the question? It was Mike Waters.
1: That's why, because he <laughs> knows know. what type of questions. It might as well have been Stephen Bailey.
2: I know, but Mike. I feel like Mike's thing, a fair right? dude, so, you know. I feel like Mike doesn't always ask those questions. It's, dude, if it's, you know anything
1: about Beheim, he does. He does not want you to ask the chasing down the injury questions.
2: Well, yeah, no, no, no one does. No coach
1: does they because he it. doesn't know. Because he he's not going to answer it I'm anyway, sure and they should Jim, know
2: he's not going to answer it.
1: But do so you think Jim really stews about that stuff? It's not like we're talking about if like Carmelo he had an injury. Like it's like he leaves it up to the doctors, make sure you're hundred percent and let me know. He probably shows up to practice. Hey, can Brahmma practice? No, okay. That's it. Well, I he doesn't under, know yeah, anything.
2: I know, but to, but um my point is is that people who ask those questions know he, they're not gonna get an answer. They know what oh, reaction they're gonna at get this point,
1: yes. right at this point. Yes, at this point. I think that's really what it is. I think really it's it's like the, the behind frustration of like you know who I am. You know I'm not going to answer it. You know yeah. how this goes, and you're still answering me, this, like, yeah. asking this question. Like, yeah. it's got to be over a decade. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, Oh. yeah, know, way over. Mike, Mike's been I there I forever, bro. Yeah, that's
1: what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was so, there.
2: when I remember him in high school, I think. He's been there forever.
1: Right. Yeah. But at the same time, still seeing, like, how Jim plays his, his cards, like, yeah, would yeah. it be su- surprising to you at all if Sidibi – actually played, played next, next week
2: next against Pitt. No, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. But he does, he does set my optimism and pessimism on the whole thing. Like whatever, you know, he's hopeful. I'm like, yes, what well, you and you, me and James in group text yesterday. I'm like, look, I'm hopeful. Jim said to, he's hopeful. I'm hopeful. Hopefully he'll dress and be ready. Maybe not start. And then here we are. You know, Jeff,
1: I just feel like, again, I'm not going to sit here and talk. Like I know coach, but it's like, I feel like, Just his kind of vibe is like, hey, whoever we got, we're going to go out and we're going to play. I don't care. Well, he's like like, like flat out
2: said that during that press conference. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, At baptized by fire, seven. I think it's not seven. I think it's longer than that. But anyways, Dominic on Twitter. I have never seen a team give up almost 30 offensive boards and only lose by six. Quincy is a first-round pick and took the game – when the heels locked on buddy after his monster first half. And I'm tired of Griffin's bipolar play. Sometimes he looks like an MVP and other times he looks like poop. So yeah, when you, you actually hit on that a, 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 a while back, how, you know, inconsistent he is sometimes, even though like he'll score a lot, but like last night he had six turnovers, you know, he scores 16 right. points. And he's got six turnovers.
1: Out of position on defense. He gives up wildly sometimes. Yeah, Stuff like that. Yes. So, and Again, I think he's – I don't – I would be willing to bet that if Barama never got hurt, then he would be obviously still, I think, still coming off the bench and putting in 20 minutes, 22 a possi- minutes It's a,
2: a possibility. It's a possibility. Especially with the way Quincy's playing. But, some, you know, and I mean, Mark, the way he played, I mean, he threw him back in there with a the broken tooth. He made him play for another uh, – 80 seconds or whatever it was yeah
1: that's how bad we need him in the middle
2: <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so but we need him even if Sadibi was there he, we still need him he's still that guy
1: oh yeah I mean and yes. that's like his, I said, if, when if if it, he's
2: in position it, in his position you know it's even better right
1: and that's the worst part about this is that like if Brahma doesn't come back and get back to full health or even full confidence as far as just how he was playing at the end of last year like you're never going to see exactly what this team could have been because I, I mean if you you take Barama at the end of last year and come in and you know you put Doji and Gary on the sides like yesterday it not go the way that it did that it did
2: yeah well, obviously yeah
1: yeah you and have we, to we don't lose against Pitt with all yeah. the other guys right yeah. but yeah um no yeah we probably don't lose against Pitt either yeah, yeah so
2: no i highly doubt it all right we will be right back after a word from live cbd
5: There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
6: Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
4: I could stay here forever.
6: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast
3: with Lemonada Media. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with
2: Byte. All right, one more thing. You guys know the deal. BetOnline, the title sponsor for Armchair Media and the QS Militia. You might not be able to get to game this year, but you can still get in on all of the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over there today, BetOnline.net. Use the promo code armchair and take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses. Like I said, hockey's back. We got basketball is starting to get into a rhythm now. This let's, you know, college football's over, unfortunately, but you still got the NFL playoffs. Head over there, BetOnline.net. Use the promo code armchair. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you bet online alright we're back okay uh, Mahira, top fan on Facebook that's what I'm talking about that's what I'm talking about okay Mark has got to be more greedy. Pivotal point in the game. Q's leading 68-67. to 67. He dishes down 4-3 instead of taking a wide open layup. Uh, love Buddy and what he did, but he's got to shoot some more in the, in the second. Lots of positives to take away from this loss. We have a really solid team, and they are unselfish. Richmond adds a different look on D, and it slowed UNC down when they led 67-60. to 60. Let's go get Pitt. Yes. Okay. Bunch of stuff in there. Um, yeah. The, the I was way hoping
1: you were going to bring this up.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I'm going to let you go ahead no, and take it. I was just it. saying.
1: Well, no, I was just saying because it was a very – I thought a very good comment, right? And yeah, it's Very, very I good hit I, all the points. I, when I read it, it was basically, that. I think that's where I got when I brought up Greedy. I wanted to bring it up and talk about it because I just agreed with this post so much because almost everything that he pretty much mentioned is how I kind of looked at the game. If that makes any sense.
2: Uh, Yeah, definitely. It's a good observation. Like all, his I mean.
1: points, all his points, I was pretty much right on board with. Um, so, and it's only going to get better.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, We 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 we, we talked ten
1: day quarantine,
2: huh? It's better than as long as we
1: don't get quarantined again.
2: Yeah, as long as yeah. I'm just saying it's
1: gonna get better. I mean, we just need to keep it going. Like you said,
2: we need to we need to keep this rhythm going. And as long as we don't get contact traced, that should be the only way these kids get put in some kind of quarantine if you're being responsible right is from another team that we played i think there was a little thing against there was something that happened with georgetown and you know syracuse didn't practice today but today was their normal day off because they have to have that day so that wasn't because of the georgetown thing but it was just because they had to take today off um yeah but here we go what Conspiracy. Starting the rumors. No, I'm not starting the rumors. James put it on Twitter. He cleared it all up. So, um, Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, Buddy, I mean, what Buddy did to close out that second half was phenomenal. I mean, you go in the locker room down by 8 or 10 and come out in the second, I don't know if they ever can recover uh, from the way UNC started that second half going up by, what was it, like 6 to start. I mean, we called a quick timeout. Early in the second to uh, regroup, so um, you yeah. you you come out of the half down by eight or ten, and then you have them go on a six or eight point run. Now we're talking, you know, big time oh, yeah. deficit. So Dude,
1: both teams were runs back and forth, back uh, and forth, pretty much all game.
2: Yeah, yeah, you no, know, it it was, and Syracuse was playing doing a lot of the catch up. I think we led at the most. I think we led by six. I think. Yeah, I think so. Five? So, anyway. Uh, Robert, yeah. top fan on Facebook. Well, UNC scored 42 points in the paint. We have a serious issue against true big men in this whole schedule thing. Played Georgetown Saturday night, takes Sunday off, fly to North Carolina Monday to play today, and you, this was last night, and you thought it was going to be Clemson. This season is one of attrition. Yeah, this is, it's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. Um, I'm just glad that we get to play it. I'm sure the players are glad they get to play it, and I don't think they care where no. they got to go or who they got to play or what day it's on or what time of the day it is. They just want to play, right? Mm-hmm. But with that said, oh yeah, it's a disadvantage, but it's almost an equal disadvantage to anybody who has to travel, you know? Because it's, it's it's tougher on the traveling. It's more tough on the traveling team now than it is when you have the set schedule, right? That's, that's fair to say. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it's it's also fair to say that I mean unless it's a situation where you were game planning for somebody for a certain amount of time and then all of a sudden, oh now the game now it's switched. But we pretty much found out what the day of the Georgetown game,
2: uh, the DB, next day. Yeah, so, yeah, somewhere. yeah. I think it was they the knew next they day. were
1: traveling anyway. So before they even got a chance, I mean, maybe the coaches, <laughs> maybe the coaches who were. Looking ahead and looking at some tape and trying to look at the the teams, but either way, you're looking at the teams and you're paying attention to all of them throughout the year. Anyway, you just kind of that that week or that however many days you have to focus on that team. And it's Coach that's Coach Mac's job.
2: That, too. So that's m- mostly Coach Mac as far as the coaches go, do, scouting another team and and coming up with that game plan. So that's gotta be. It's tough on everybody. It's tough. So. Jeff on Facebook, good effort. Not really, not but but really bullied on the boards. UNC shut down, buddy, in the second half. Can't expect to give up forty plus points in the paint and win. And I know that's to to the point. I mean, if we would have pulled that game out, I don't know. You know, all of a sudden rebounding is a is a is a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal, right? If if they'd have won that game, going negative seventeen on the boards.
5: I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's but he-
1: you're talking about they would they would okay, so let's just say Syracuse hits a couple of the threes wins and they end up shooting fifty percent. Are you gonna rely on them shooting fifty percent?
2: No. No.
1: I mean that would have just been a hap- that would have just been a happening. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, that okay okay, we just we we shot fifty percent and we beat this team that just had twenty-four offensive rebounds and forty plus points in the paint and twenty-four Second chance points and they out rebounded us by what fifteen, sixteen. It's it's
2: crazy though because they didn't shoot terribly either. UNC. I mean they shot 40 percent. No, I was
1: hoping that they were gonna get get uh, tricked into shooting more, more
2: threes. More threes yeah. than
1: they were twenty you know, percent, but, I, but so, they stuck 21. to their game plan. They're getting getting it to Brooks and getting it to the guys down. Oh, we um, got killed by Brooks about, and so. Baycott.
2: Yeah. 15 points and 16 points, respectively, uh, and 22 rebounds between the two of them. They both had double-doubles. Yeah. Yep. They killed us. Absolutely killed us. And, you know, they did let them yeah. play a little bit last night, and, you know, I kind of like that. Yeah, I, some I,
1: of the calls. Yeah.
2: <laughs> on, the <laughs> on the rebounding. <laughs> I know when you're a foot taller than the next guy in front of you, when you're both going for a rebound, it seems very clear that it's not over the back. But some of these, I mean, were ridiculous. So, you know, they let him play for the most part. It wasn't terrible, but, you know. And
1: even, like, the foul at the end when we hit the three and then we put the press on and Buddy barely touched the guy.
2: Yeah, I know. But, yeah, That was, like, the sinking moment, too. You know, unfortunately, sending him to the line there on that. But it is what it is. Top fan, Jesse, on Facebook. It's frustrating uh, that we always have to have Buddy or Joe out there. Through 10 games, we've learned these two are inconsistent and bad on defense. But Jesse always banging on the guards, man. And we have have (laughs) others that can play. Buddy had a great first half but then didn't do uh, poop. Imagine a lineup consisting of. All right, tell me what you think about this lineup. I'm gonna go go by the numbered spots. Kadari uh, <laughs> at the one, Griffin or Woody at the two. Uh, Braswell at the three, Quincy at the four, and Mark at the five. This, this, this is a lineup without Sidibe. He said, this is a super long, athletic, elite defensive lineup that can score without shooting threes. It's sad this team will never reach its full potential. We could probably be a top 10, 15 team if we adjusted. What do you think about that? I mean, I like that lineup for certain – it just depends. You know, I mean you gotta have I Buddy think, or Joe on there, though.
1: Obviously it's a situational thing and then I I know that people talk about oh they're not ACC level or G one level. You know, I just I don't believe that. They're both high level shooters and Buddy can kind of create his shot a little bit better because he's six five, right? So but I think Gerard's got a little bit better handle, but That's what hurts him on defense because he's a little bit shorter, and that's kind of where Buddy's a little bit better. So I don't necessarily think that his starting five would be the best starting lineup. I just don't think there's a way you don't start Buddy. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I think
2: Buddy has to start. Buddy or Joe has got to be out there, I feel
1: like. uh, I don't know if it's a Buddy or Joe situation. I just think that Buddy – All
2: right, well, whatever. I think
1: Buddy's – I think we saw it this past game where he hit two threes in a row and then came in and had another jumper. Like he is, I know Joe scored all those points and everything, but he's a, an elite shooter. That's just, it is what it is. He can get hot and he can just hit. And even when he was missing them, they were in and out, they were rolling out. They weren't, it wasn't f- far away from going in. So, um, I do believe though, that we can definitely put a, starting lineup out there that could be better defensively. Absolutely. But that's where you kind of have to balance out your starting lineups, because if we were to take this team and put out the best defensive lineup, I, I feel like most people would kind of get a little bit of realization and find that we would have a very, very tough time scoring.
2: Yeah. Um, All right. Let's do one 2021 prediction at D Radzits It's on Twitter. He says, uh, buy, sell or hold Joe. We're back in the dome for football season next fall. Bye. Okay, we've done this one, but we're going to reiterate. Oh, bye bye. Um, Syracuse football goes nine and three and undefeated at home. Buy sell hole. Sell sell. Okay. Well, well, let's hear your way too early prediction. We don't even have a schedule or nothing. Just shoot me something.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't have a
2: schedule. <laughs> you don't even so want to play very, the game. Very like, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, well, I'm gonna go six and six. I said bowl game. I don't got a schedule, so that's fair enough. Okay, cool. All right. Um, okay, look, Syracuse is gonna p- play Pitt for the fir- second time in a week and a half. Okay, and you know we had Yay. we hit. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's a, it's a game. I don't think we should have <laughs> lost. I think that this game is another... For me, dude, it's a, it's a must-win, I think, and it's it's another win that we need badly at this point. Uh, Syracuse currently sits 41st in the Kenpom rankings and 43rd in the net after the loss to UNC. The Panthers are 76th in Kenpom rankings and 63rd in the net. That makes this a quad one game for Syracuse on the road, going to Pitt. Uh, side note, Pitt will be again without Justin Chimpagny on Saturday, so he still has the LCL issue he was dealing with. I think he had surgery. The all-time series now sits at 73-46 and after the 63-60 loss one week ago today. The starting lineup was Gerard Beheim, Dolzai Guerrier, and Griffin. Alan Griffin had 15 points in that loss. Beheim is 5-1 and one now against Jeff Capel since he's taken over Pitt. And look. This, here's the thing. The, this this is the last game. The orange only got to the line five times in that loss. Okay, that's 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 got to be more. Joe Girard needs to get to the line more. This kid's been to the line so far this year, nineteen times in ten games. Nineteen times in ten games. He shot eighty nine percent last year, uh, total, and he was to the line all the time. Um, he he's got to he's got to get there. He's a good free throw shooter. He's got to get there. Shooting eighty four percent this year. A little bit, you know. A little bit worse than last year, but he can pick it up. Joe and Buddy in that game were combined six for 23 from the field, four for 18 from three. They totaled 16 points. Q got four shots off. He totaled five points against Pitt. Obviously, we're not going to see many games like that from Quincy. If Quincy is, has a better game against Pitt and everything else still happens that was terrible in that game, we win. So this is a winnable yeah. game. Quincy's got to play better if you get Joe or Buddy playing better and you grab some more boards. By the way, we were killed on the boards against Pitt, too. Yeah. 42 to 29. Uh, just
1: 49.
2: What I say? What? Forty. 49 to 33. Oh, you got 33. I got ESPN totals 29. That's what it says here. Yeah, well.
1: Okay, wow. 49-33, but they had 20 offensive rebounds. So, again, that was kind of the same situation that we're looking at now. 10-pound has
2: 33. Um, So, what do you think, Joe? It was a bad game for Syracuse, bro, and we still almost won it. We led the whole game, and and they just blew it at the end. It was a bad game for Syracuse. It was terrible. They just have to play a little bit better somewhere. There's a lot of areas to improve.
1: A lot. A lot, a lot. (laughs) Yes. Between Alan Griffin and Joe Gerrard and Buddy Beheim, they shot 7-27 from the three-point line. And the only thing that saved us to even being close to shooting 31-32% was Braswell's four for five.
2: Yeah, that was his game. Quincy's
1: one for two. That's right. So, uh, again, obviously Braswell, they've all played against each other, so they're all going to kind of know a little bit about their matchups and things that they can do and get away with. and we're obviously going to have to worry about the big guy there, Brown, that did some some things at the end of the game. Uh, and like you said, Gary doesn't fall out. Uh, we know what Braswell rings. And I know that what was it? Wasn't that the game that uh, Richmond barely played or was that Georgetown?
2: Uh, no, it was both of those games. It was both of those games. Um, no Richmond. No had Richmond 19,
1: did, 19 minutes.
2: Yeah. Okay. He had 12 points too. Yeah. It must have been. I mean,
1: again, it's just it's just shooting better, like you said, buddy. Three of 12. Gerard three of 11. They, they
2: did switch. Griffin
1: six of 16.
2: They switched um, Richmond out when uh, that was the coaching decision that we didn't understand towards mm. the end of that game. That's what that was. Remember that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we uh, talked about him being in at the end. So, yeah. uh. It's learning the team, people learning how, like, if people are hot or not. And, obviously, it's just, it's crazy because we talked about it because, again, it's like a tale of two halves where, or a tale of two games where you have, what, Gerard does nothing against Pittsburgh or just has a bad game. And people just kill him, right? And then he comes back and has a game he has against Georgetown. And we probably wouldn't have beat Georgetown if it wasn't for him, right? Absolutely, yeah. And then we turn around and have the game
2: last night, what, and it's what, like, where, who's their? What's their big guy Brown? What's he? What's he? What's he? Um, size up, because I remember size this up, team. Uh, I remember this team's 6-10, not. 235. This team's not very big. I think they had him and. I'm not really sure who else they but they're not very big. As far as height goes, height advantage. Honest, I mean he's dude, got
1: cool 6'8", two fifteen. <laughs> okay. Those are like the two tallest oh. guys. Everybody else are guards. Well Dole's got a couple inches on in him, first. but
2: he's got a he's got about, you know, forty pounds on Dole, but uh 35, 40 right. That one dude's got some weight on Dole, but Brown. Uh but you know, this is a this is a game where that's it shouldn't affect us as much but you know I mean, on paper I just feel like it shouldn't and no one, I, mean, I mean it's it's ineffective offense
1: we wasted so many trips on offense. that's terrible. really what it was just terrible But I'm really I mean I'm looking at the box score of Pittsburgh and I'm still I'm still trying to figure out how we lost <laughs> I mean we, gotta well, we, get did, to we got to get to the throw line 5 times gotta... Yeah. yeah hey we shot 80%
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Four for five. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, like we said, and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but it's the truth. I think at this point that's got to be part of your strategy is getting to the line. Good free throw shooting team. Got to get to the line. Not going to grab as many rebounds. This game may be a little bit different in that aspect. I think that they can close that gap up. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was um, by, what, was it 10, did we say? I don't understand Mm -hmm. why ESPN, for as big of an outfit as they are, Ken Palm, has the more reliable stats most of the time. Um, yeah, it's uh, just
1: it's just weird in this situation because like, obvious. It really, honestly, just comes down to de- if you can play defense and you can just play a, a get enough good a good quality shot. Like, not just settle for like, don't just take crap shots. Like, if you can just do bro, that, then half bro. the time you're going to be in the game. Most of the time you're going to
2: be bro. in the game. Yeah, I know.
1: And that's what kills me with this is like watch, looking at this Pittsburgh, we just took so many bad shots. So many and forced Joe, Joe I mean, How took many Gerard threes? There's a couple of people that took a couple of bad shots. There was, but, but
2: Joe was the glaring was the glaring one in this game. I just remember just being right really freaking frustrated with him. This was the game two for eight from three. But Buddy, but you know, you I was so frustrated with Joe until I looked at the actual box score and I was like, Oh damn, Buddy was two for ten. I had no idea.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, now, the problem with three. that is is that Buddy missed a bunch that were open and kind of he mean just missed, like in and out, just like this last game. Joe was hooking up 40-footers. Yeah, I know. And just quick shots. And I don't want to say waste of offensive possession because obviously sometimes he can hit them, you know? Yeah. I mean, Joe is going to be the ultimate, what do you do? Yes, it went in.
2: Yeah, it's the one where you cringe when he throws it up, but if it goes, you're like, hell yes, awesome. Get ready
1: for it for the next two and a half years, three years. Like, that's what it's going to be. So it's just crazy because sometimes he makes them, and it's like, damn. And then other times, you know, sometimes he's what he is in Georgetown, and other times he is what he is in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, Georgetown, not a bad game. It's mediocre. He can do better, though. Um, so, anyways, we'll we'll see. I look for, for, for Syracuse to get redemption. It's tough to beat a team twice, and I just don't think we Pittsburgh's – Yeah, we have to. I mean, I just don't think Pittsburgh's that good a team. I'll say it again. I know they beat us, but we played horrible. That was probably one of our worst games of the season, probably our worst game of the season.
1: Well, yeah. What was and that Pittsburgh what, it's, I think we were around 30th, something like that, in the 29th. Ken Palm. Yeah, we 29th or 30th. ninth. And okay. they were around ninety-ish, something 80, was like, like that. I believe. Was eighty-eight?
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So now they're up to seventy-six. We're down to forty-one. And the funny thing is, they haven't played a game since we played them.
2: Oh, really? So they haven't played a game in yeah, a week,
1: huh? Both. Well, both the games they had were postponed. Oh, okay. They couldn't, and ACC couldn't figure out, you know, a solution to get trying to get a game in there. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens because we played two games since then. Uh I don't know if that helps or hurts us. I want to say it helps.
2: I want to say it helps, like I especially
1: said. Especially when you, we did. Especially we... when you come off a of plane, those big guys against UNC, you're going to walk into pit. You're going to be pissed yeah. off because you probably yeah. thought you should have won the first time. Yeah, and then you're like, "Well, we just went against those guys. You guys yeah. are
2: nothing." Yeah, they're going to look like
1: you know pipsqueaks compared Dolce, to Baycott. Those guys like a. Those guys like I went against Georgetown, lost a tooth, and then went against <laughs> North Carolina, who's got three big guys that are like crazy. Just,
2: I mean, big they're great. Just, yeah, they were good. They're 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 good, dude. But they got those two guys.
1: No, I'm the two or three, the one young guy, the true freshman there. He showed some potential, but he just got in foul trouble. Yeah, he's um, gonna be a problem too. So yeah, Ugh.
2: I mean that North Carolina are, they, and their bigs they're, all yeah, the damn time, all the time. They're a problem. They're always a problem. They're always gonna be a problem. That's just how mm-hmm. Roy Williams is. He's a problem. You know so anyway. All right, well, look, we thank all of you for joining us tonight, uh, or today, whatever time you may be listening. Also, thank you to Live CBD and Bet Online. Thanks for your fan feedback. We appreciate all of you who participate in the fan feedback so much. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.